the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, the road to the World Series begins with MLB's wildcard round, while the NBA kicks off their championship and the Lightning take home Lord Stanley's Cup. Meanwhile, the SEC kicking off and NFL's Week 3 meant a rough weekend for one of our hosts. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. What's up, everybody? It's Mac. And I am Heather, coming to you from the very dark, dark depths of my despair, Lewis. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. How are you guys doing this week? Well, apparently Heather is in the midst of her deep, deep despair. Um, and I could I could only imagine it might have something to do with Drew Breeze being chewed apart by a dog. Listen, I'm I'm in a newfound emo phase right now. Okay. Oh, uh, are we I'm not okay. Are we listening to a lot of My Chemical Romance at this point? Like Bullet for My Valentine and uh, and the Ataris. Yeah, ba- we are. Ba- We're getting Bayside. There. All right, We're cool. getting there. Yeah. Okay. Drew Brees yeah. getting chewed up really feels like a metaphor for the season, but we'll get back I to that one to God, later. <laughs> Mac, how are you today? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, I got, you know, a writing gig sort of um, from a website that pays me $10 an article to start, which is fine. But I mean, it's a it's a start. Now, if I could just get a big boy job where I could pay my, you know, rent that would be cool. Right. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I'm $10 still... an article is drinking money. Now you need rent money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> that's that's uh, the next goal. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy about that because it could turn into a full time, uh, more robust writing gig covering uh, Northeast Ohio's favorite professional football club, the Cleveland Browns. Um, Color me a little bit jealous Which I found shocking Because as I'm doing the interview He's like so who's your teams And I said I'm all Ohio everything With the exception of professional football And he's like bro I got a Browns opening man And uh, <laughs> I want you to, uh, You're so like I, um, I can I, I can try I can write about him. I don't need to be biased. Well, he uh, it was cool. He was like, so how much how much could you tell me about the Browns? And, you know, I went into, uh, you know, it's kind of a throwback team right now. It it, it, it has tints, tinges of those powerhouse uh, power running teams from the late 80s with Ernest Biner and Kevin Mack. Um, you've got a big personality a quarterback that is not very accurate and isn't going to blow you away with the yards he throws but um you know he's trying to cut down on his mistake and he's like okay fine you know what dude yeah here it is uh so for your your tryout article i had to write three things the browns had to do to beat the cowboys this weekend uh, complete with statistical analysis so i wrote uh run I'm the football sure- I'm sure that will come into play a little later when we talk about it. Yes, yes, absolutely. But yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. 
All right. Well, let's get the show started. We turn to baseball. Major League Baseball playoffs kicked off on Tuesday with the AL wildcard series. Presumptive AL Cy Young winner Shane Bieber got rocked in his first postseason appearance as the Indians fell to the Yankees 12 to 3. Yeah, that was fucking horrible. Um, And because I hated myself so much, even after he got his shit pushed in and the first few innings, I sat there and hung in there. Uh, listen to the listen to Cleveland, you know, just swing wildly at pitches they shouldn't have, um, you know, not make any contact with a baseball. Uh, and then I turned it off in the sixth just so I could watch the debates. Uh, and I subjected myself to drinking Miller Lite because it's the end of the month. And that's what I had money for. Oh, so man, that's what you can afford. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so which was the bigger shit show in Cleveland last night, the Indians or the debate? Uh, since it was only the Indians that lost game one and America lost the rest of America lost on the second. I'm going to go ahead and say the debate. The debates were the bigger loss in Cleveland. All right. Elsewhere, uh, Houston became the first team to punch its ticket to the next round, eliminating the Minnesota Twins in two games today. Are we sure uh, they didn't cheat? No. Okay. But I am sure that they haven't been caught yet. Yeah. Well, but listen, though, that's also, but it's worth noting, though, for the Twins, and this is kind of funny about that, uh, about the Twins, because I have a funny, like, old time story from that is that they were they were eliminated in their 18th straight playoff loss which is <laughs> the longest in US <laughs> history of any they've sport. lost 18 straight playoff Most games games yep that's i love that that makes me happy yeah but see and what's funny about that is that Back in like the early 2000s, I got so fucking tired of my Braves that I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to find a new team because I'm so over them choking in the playoffs. And I picked a team at random and it was the Twins. Uh, yeah. And that's a thing. And that, that didn't last very long. Yeah. I was going to say the <laughs> early 2000s, that's when the Twins were fucking god awful and almost got contracted along with the Expos. Um, yeah. I, just, I picked something at random. Yeah. Okay. I just. I, I, Heather, I respect it. Like, that's how I'm just I was like, I'm so over it. But yeah, Yeah. that's that's worth noting about the twins loss is that they have now that's a that is a U.S. sports history record. Yeah, they broke the record with the uh, the second loss. Mm -hmm. It looks like Mm -hmm. Um, or no, the first one. I mean, how 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 does it have to feel to know that you're the twins? And yeah, you might not play in the biggest market. But you play in a market and you've got this beautiful stadium um, and you got fucking bounced for the 18th straight time in the postseason. And then you've got the Tampa Rays who play in this fucking tuna can of a bullshit like trash stadium that has a budget, I think, that most public schools have. um, And they continually uh, win in the playoffs, you know, the streak goes back to 2004 when George W. Bush was president and the Boston Red Sox clinched their first World Series since 1918. Yeah, I, 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 that I was that was just a fun little headline that I yeah. that I found. Yeah. So uh, what else do we have in baseball? Uh, Atlanta and Cincinnati kicked off their series this afternoon where the Reds promptly squandered an incredible performance by Trevor Bauer. Uh, Bauer threw seven and two thirds scoreless innings, struck out 12, gave up two hits and walked nobody 
but the Braves won one nothing in 13 innings. And that was also another fun fact, the longest scoreless duel in postseason history. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Cincinnati's got, uh, you know, really good starting pitchers uh, and Bauer. I think he just needed to get out of Cleveland, um, maybe because he ran his mouth and made the relationship uncomfortable. Uh, but I would have rather kept him. And honestly, I would have rather kept Kluber. Um, God, we know. just keep churning out Cy Young pitchers. Yeah, we just can't churn out any. You just fucking can't hitters. keep them. I feel yeah. like. No, that's that's another thing too, Heather. I mean, yeah. the Indi- the Indians are slowly going back to what they were in the '80s, which was the farm system for the rest of the major league. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to be able to keep these guys. And at this point, I wish Dolan would just sell the fucking team, and maybe we can get an owner in there that actually gives a shit about spending money on the actual franchise. But um, that also involves the fans uh, in Cleveland. It involves them stop pitching and actually going to fucking games since we've had this great team since 2016 and we're still in the bottom five in attendance, even though we have some of the lowest ticket prices in Major League Baseball. So Cleveland fans are just honestly, uh, they're full of shit. Um, You know, I would kill uh, to go back up to Cleveland and sit at Progressive Field. And, Jacobs Field. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, watch a game. But I can't because I live in the fucking, you know, taint of America, also known as North Carolina. So. <laughs> All right. Also worth noting, the Tampa Bay Rays eliminated the Toronto Blue Jays in two games today. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, like Toronto, they're they're so close. They're so close to being what they were in 92 and 93. And, and in the few years before that, this this successful franchise. But, bro, if you keep getting thumped by the likes of like the Rays, uh, who played a, a hell of a little series, a mini series, you know, um, and, and, and getting I mean, because I mean, Toronto's got some one of the best young lineups in the game right now. Um, they've drafted really smart and it's just Some like big dude, names too. Yeah. You know, they're going to waste the prime of those dudes, those arbitration eligible years uh, that they can keep them, you know? And, uh, if, you know, it, it, do you, it, are you as a player really wanting to stay with a franchise that isn't going to like win consistently? Probably not. So I, I swear, don't the blue Jays have like the sons of our childhood. Yeah, yeah, you've got because uh, they got Guerrero Jr., they got Biggio Jr. Uh, I think there's another one. Too. Yeah, Dante Bichette's kid. Yeah, Bichette. So, yeah, I was like, hmm, interesting. Um, the White Sox in Oakland have an even series. St. Louis took a 1-0 lead today, and Milwaukee and the Dodgers play later tonight. Uh, I'll be moving over. What's that? I'll be skipping that one. Yeah, uh, the Dodgers are probably just going to dominate that one and not make it an interesting even. Um, the NBA finals started or are starting today. Uh, game one is actually underway right now. Miami between, is up by eight right now. Yes, between the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers who meet to compete for the Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah, I... Uh... You know, we talked about it was last week, week before uh, I said it would be cool to see this series mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's LeBron's former team 
And uh, LeBron essentially said, yeah, it's not that big a deal. Um, you know, it's just, it's Miami. Uh, you know, Pat Riley's, you know, coached those Showtime Lakers to how many championships. And, you know, he's running uh, the Miami Heat organization now. Um, but I, just from what I've seen, uh, the Heat have, the Heat, the Heat have the Lakers off, playing off the back foot right now. Um, and I'm really, really supply, uh, surprised that Miami's got an eight-point lead. Granted, it's only the first quarter, um, and, and there's a lot of talent on the Lakers to kind of claw back and, and uh, you know, pull out game one. But if if Miami keeps playing a good defense like this, it, this is going to be a rough series for the Lakers. Yeah, LeBron only has three points, but uh, Davis has seven in that game so far. Yeah. Um, the Stanley Cup Finals wrapped up this week with the Tampa Bay Lightning knocking off the Dallas Stars in six games to claim the greatest trophy in sports. Uh, defenseman Victor Hedman took home the Conn Smythe Playoff MVP trophy. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that series? I know you're not no, a huge hockey fan. No, these are the only thoughts on it. It's it's fucking 2020, and that's why Tampa won the Stanley fucking Cup. Tampa Bay won a couple years ago, didn't they? Uh, they either won it or got to the finals. I can't remember. I think you're right, Tim. I think they won it. But still, like, but the, still, the Stanley Cup does not belong in the Sun Belt. <laughs> Especially not it's too, Florida. It's too warm. It's too warm. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't melt. Like Tampa is where old people from the Northeast go to retire. The snowbirds. Yeah, you know, but. And you can get really amazing Cuban food in Tampa. You get and better. Cigars. Yeah, and cigars. You, get, you get better Cuban everything in Miami. Well, um, fair, true. Big facts. Yeah. Big facts. Okay. Uh, okay, so Tampa, honestly, you might get some old Cuban dudes to go make great Cuban food in Tampa, but you get, like, real good Cuban food in Miami. Like, Tampa's just, like, you know, they, they can't even get excited about the Rays, you know. they don't, The only thing they're really pumped for is the Buccaneers, and let's face it, they've sucked, you know, for quite a while. And then the only reason people are going back is because of Tom fucking Brady. Now, I got a yeah. good buddy that, that you we're You said his that, name! <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I even threw the F word in there, though. So the, it's the, not the his wound real is okay. healing. The okay. wound uh, is healing. I don't think. No, no I don't think it is. No, no it's it's no. Tom fucking Brady. Uh, now, <laughs> if if we can pull off twelve games behind Cam, then uh, consider number twelve forgotten, and I'm I'm rolling with one. Okay, uh, but we we digress. Yeah, we digress. but I mean, like Tampa, like my buddy, my my, I got a buddy that would argue all day long that Tampa's got great fans. I'm like. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Tampa fans kind of suck. No, no, Tampa. <laughs> no, Tampa has great fans not in Tampa. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I can get behind that because let's. Yeah. And the, the shitty thing is, is like I only know of like two Rays fans like outside of Florida. Just two of them. Uh, one of them is a really good buddy of mine, Joe Morrissey. Uh, the other one, I'm sure I'll meet them eventually. The only, the only Lightning fan I know is one of my really good girlfriends named Maggie. So we have a pretty diehard Lightning fan in our group, Chris Koffler. Uh, OK, well, good for him. He, he was big on the uh, the Vipers. He went to a few of their games and he's a big Lightning fan. Well, you know what, dude? Good for him. I just Good don't think him. hockey hockey doesn't below belong south of northern Virginia. 
Yeah, I was a little bit mistaken. I said a few years ago they won. It was actually 2004. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so a little bit more than a few years ago, but. All right. So once a decade for the, uh, you know, the. A the decade and a half. So yeah. A decade yeah. and a half. So <laughs> you know what? They've still won it twice as exactly. twice more frequently than any other team from Canada. Big facts. Yeah, so, well, they're can, can, reality. Canadian teams are at a competitive disadvantage because they have to play they have to pay players in American dollars when their revenue is in Canadian dollars. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that, big that's issue. fair. Yeah. But, but I just still, like taking it big at Canadian. Good job, Tampa. Okay. Yes. Because Congratulations. You guys get to keep the, I, I'm, I'm going to say it again, the greatest trophy in sports. Uh, yeah, the Stanley Cup's really fucking cool. Um, um, so yeah. you get to keep that for the year. I uh, think I would be excited if I got to, like, see the Stanley Cup. Right. And maybe even, like, touch it because I'd yeah. be like, that's kind of, like, even, like, I'm not a big hockey. Again, you know, it, it's yeah. too warm down in Louisiana for hockey. But I feel like I would be kind of excited too. Yeah, I lived in Detroit and I've never even touched it or seen it in person. So, so uh, yeah, I think it's a, uh, yeah, it's it's a big deal, and I know we joke about Tampa and everything, but so but good for them because because yeah. yeah. every team had this was such a bizarre like season for everybody, and good yeah. for them. Good and job. also. Congratulations to the NHL because you showed exactly how you can run a bubble and make it work. Exactly. Where everybody's serious about it. Six or seven weeks without a single positive test. Exactly. You ran two cities. You did it. You did it right. <laughs> yeah. I had something snarky to say, but I mean, it's because Canadians are smarter and and they understand the ramifications for their actions where, where like NFL players are like, nah, man, I got to get my dick wet. Let me get this chick dressed up like a football player and get her in the camp. Oh, <laughs> or who was it oh in the God. NBA that was like sneaking one of the testers into his room? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you got like David, you know, fucking car or Derek Carr that's like snuck Jesus. out of like the the COVID bubble in Vegas. And now like you talk about him getting fined and like, it's like, God damn dude. Oh, so well, yeah. let's talk about one of our, our fortes, the college football season. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're still, we're still waiting for the big 10 and the pac 12 who have both announced that they are returning. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. The Mac is coming back as the well. The Mac and the Midwest are coming back too. So we are uh, going to get Maction. And that's yeah, all that. we will get some action as of now. All but three FBS teams will play some form of a season this year. Uh, New Mexico State. Uh, and I can't remember the other oh, two. New Mexico State Old Dominion was one. And then um, UConn was the other. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that yeah, was- yeah. UConn. Yeah. Now, um, Old, Old Dominion probably won't cancel their program since they just took the bump up to play with the big boys. But and they need that paycheck. But the festering eyesore that is the New Mexico State Aggies and the Yukon Huskies. I could see yeah. maybe their Yukon universities will probably stick to women's basketball, some mm-hmm. men's. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
They New Mexico State. I don't know what they'll do with their lives. I mean, they they should either just outright cancel the program or drop down to Division Two because I don't even think it'd be competitive at FBS. Like they're that yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but the SEC returned this week, and <laughs> they did. It was did. an interesting weekend. Yeah, yeah, Heather. Mm-hmm. Why don't yeah. you tell us about how interesting of a weekend it was? You know, I don't know if we need to talk about that. Um, what, what, did, what did you find most interesting? It feels very, that feels like a very triggering question, Tim, and I don't know if I appreciate it. I mean, obviously um, the answer for you is the Oklahoma upset. Listen, though, that game was fantastic because you and, because <laughs> we, when we were texting in the group chat, we were talking about the Florida game because I was watching the Florida game. Right, which I was too. Exactly. I was actually, I was actually wearing Florida gear because I married into gross. a Florida family. Oh, God, that orange is awful. Uh, but anyways. It was, it was the blue. Yeah, but yeah, so, and like we were saying before we started recording, like the first half of that game, Florida looked like trash. Like mm-hmm. just awful. Like I got I got so tired of hearing about their quarterback in the off season that I was like, all right, this is your chance. And it was just like, ew. Yeah, really? he, he definitely got off to a rough start. Yeah, but there was absolutely a come to Jesus meeting at halftime and they got their shit together um, and started playing like they were like they should have. Um, but then it kept scrolling the Oklahoma and K-State score at the bottom. <laughs> and I was like. I got to go over to this game because this game is clearly is where it's at. And, and I lived in Manhattan, Kansas for three and a half years. So, so K state holds a very close place in my heart. I always say that they, they got it half, right. They're purple. They're purple and like silver. Um, so they got it half, right. So it's, it's fine. I'll, I'll let it go. Um, but that game was so Good. The last like six minutes of that game was fucking fantastic. It was just back and forth, back and forth. And I was really surprised at Oklahoma and how much they allowed. And that's the second straight year that K-State has beat Oklahoma, a, a, a highly ranked Oklahoma team. But we should not be surprised. Oklahoma hasn't played defense since 1996 or something. Um, still, but I mean, but still, like, for K-State to go in, and this isn't a Bill Snyder K-State anymore either. Cause Bill well, I, I mean, he was older than fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg when he retired, oh. so. Well, what, that, so for, the first a, time? The first time or the second yeah. time? Uh, I think even the first time. He was cryogenically <laughs> frozen for a few years exactly. and then he thought about yeah. and brought him back. But listen, uh-uh. though, the only reason I left that game was because LSU had kicked off. So and let's always talk about the LSU no, we don't need game. To talk about the LSU game. We don't. That is not something that needs to come up in conversation. I gave you a few minutes to delay it, but you yeah. know it's inevitable. Let's no, talk it's, it's, about that, Mississippi State forty-four, LSU thirty-four. Oh my God! Listen, do you want to know where my LSU Tigers were? I'm going to let you guys guess where my LSU Tigers were. In Cleveland? In the NF fucking L. That's where they were. <laughs> um, they gonna... played like hot ass garbage. Heather, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say this now. Um, 
Ed Ortron still can't. Yeah, he can't recruit quarterbacks because that kid looked fucking lost. Um, okay, well, and the whole game, all they kept talking about was how um, was how this kid fucking he was like, oh, I sat out my time, you know. So you know, because Burrow sat out his time and got to have his chance, and this is my chance, and they kept saying that like over and over and over. But I was just like, no, bro, this is not your chance. Like, yeah. you said, did you not learn anything? I, so not only were we feeling the loss of Joe Burrow and the 13 other players who went to the NFL draft, we were also feeling the loss of Joe Brady. And and not even Inslinger could help well, what I, was going on. I'm going to go ahead. Like, the thing is, Burrow lucked out with having good coaching uh, even before he transferred. Yeah. Um, Okay, this is a dude that did his homework. Uh, he was prepared. I, I just think, I, I, me as an Ohio State fan, I will always wonder what could have been if Urban would have sat JT Barrett's ass down when he forgot how to throw a football um, and put Burrow in. Right. But okay, you know Burrow was ready at you know at all times to play, and I you know I fucking all the credit in the world to him for getting an undergraduate degree and then getting a master's degree and trans. You know, like he. Yeah. He, he ended up having arguably uh, the greatest college football season um, ever yeah. uh, for a player. OK, now when I because I watched probably the first half of that game, Heather, and one, I was like, this is a Mike Leach offense, which gives everybody fits. Everybody the whole air, the whole air raid offense. Yeah, yeah. but exactly. That, but, that, and, that, that Vaughn, I didn't understand there were a lot of starters that left, but always on LSU's defense, you had a next man up type thing. Like they, oh, they're exactly. pretty deep and it went with top 100 recruits. Well, we they were really feeling the loss of Stingley. Yeah. Well, they got fucking smoked up and down that field by a bunch of two stars. Oh, exactly. oh yeah, they did. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. And, and I definitely want to give credit to KJ Costello. Like that boy played a fucking game. Yeah. He showed up. He had, 623 yards and five touchdowns in mm-hmm. that game. Like, I mean, he's not going to have, he's not going to have an arm by the end of the season. You know, he's not going to have an arm by the end of the season if he keeps throwing like oh, that. Well, yeah, I know. But, but that's the thing though, coming into a game against the defending national champs, you have to play that kind of a game. Yeah. You have to use that kind of firepower and just our boys just were not, they weren't fucking there. And then they would kind of show promise towards the end in the fourth quarter where they would get it to like a field goal difference between. And then just Costello would show up and just it just ripped our D line. to Yeah. Just well, I mean, you can't go up against the Mike Leach coach team and, and settle for field goals. You have to score a touchdown. You can't. Exactly. But that's the thing. And, and for the majority of the game, that's what it was. If that was on both sides, yeah. that was on both sides where they were relying on field goals to get the advantage. But once it got towards, I think it was like the end of the third quarter. That's when Mississippi state started pulling away. Well, and, you, you, like, you, and I was you, just so fucking disgusted. You could tell the tigers defense was gassed by that point. Uh, yeah, they, they were, they had their hands on their hips. They got no push on the defensive line. Uh, oh. and, you give Costello a clean pocket, he's going to make those throws. And uh, it's not that Costello was a bad quarterback because uh, he went to Stanford, I believe, before he transferred. Yeah. Um, 
But Stanford does. Because Mike some, Leach brought him with him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but I mean, Stanford's a very run heavy offense, always has been, always will be. Yeah. Um, you know, so this is a, a perfect showcase for him to spend one year in the Starkville um, <laughs> getting coached up by the quarterback wizard um, and, uh, you know, uh, parlaying that to a, a higher NFL draft pick. Listen, uh, the but, only thing that I was happy about that game was that it was in Baton Rouge. So I didn't have to listen to all the goddamn cowbells. That was the only thing I was happy about. In yeah. That. I mean, my, it, it, this is going to be a weird season because every loss from here on out, like it's going to ding you, um, especially with them, you know, all these other conferences jumping back in now, you know, we're going to have a full slate, uh, you know, not, not of games, but every team's going to be, you know, every conference is going to be represented now. So yeah. go ahead, go ahead and lose one game, you know, and that, that's that's essentially it in this. In yeah, don't, yeah, and just don't make the same fucking mistakes. Yeah. Make your adjustments and do what you need to do. But it's I do be very I, interesting to see how the rankings work with all these uh, offset seasons. Well, mm-hmm. do you know what was what was second to me in the saddest headlines of the weekend? What's that? Was. <laughs> Apparently, Houston, the coach is like, we just want to play a game. <laughs> like their entire season, like they haven't played a single game for the month of September yeah. at all. I mean, like their shit keeps getting canceled because, <laughs> because of COVID. And I was just like, oh my God, this is yeah. awful. This poor dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. You know, the sad thing is, is we're learning that having your own areas, your own uh, training, you know, training areas and playing areas without having a bubble there to keep people safe. It's the NFL is going to have a problem on their hands. Mm -hmm. Um, It's already affecting at the NCAA level. It's already it's already chewing it up. I imagine we're probably going to lose some games in this college football season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, the updated rankings are Clemson, number one, Alabama, number two, Florida sits at number three, Georgia, number four, and Notre Dame at five. Uh, Ohio State re-entered. Now now all the band fucking wagging Notre Dame people are going to come out. Yeah, Yeah. until until they choke because it's not a game and they will. Uh, I'm thinking probably I assume that they play North Carolina at some point. I think North Carolina or somebody will tag them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ohio State did re-enter the poll at number six. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I think you're right, Tim. It's going to be weird to see how the coaches poll works. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, is, is Randy Etzel going to keep his vote even though his team's not playing this year? Like, how's this? How's this all going to unfold? Have the Big Ten coaches been voting on the S, you know, the polls this far, uh, even though they haven't played a game? You know, these are the these are the questions I need answered. Uh, yeah. But but unfortunately, uh, you know, they're so secretive with the shit. I, I'll never find out. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would not want to be part of the committee this season. Yeah, because no matter what they do, they're not going to be liked. How do you rank? How do you rank Ohio State right now when they're not playing? And Uh then, but but you've got people who've been playing for what, like two weeks, right? And then you've got you know the the SEC 
season ends near this uh, about a month after Ohio State starts, and now Ohio State's playing for another month. Yeah, exactly. How how do you balance that out? Because most of the time it's, well, let's look at right now. This team lost. This team won. Yeah. So that is not a job I would want right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Not at all. And I think, yep, Cleveland just gave up the lead. Uh, of course um, they did. On a grand slam by Gio Urshela. Okay, well, uh, I do, um, since since we're still in college, because I feel like we're about to segue into the NFL, I do want to um, just very briefly touch on the Pickums and where we are yes, on that. Yes, how did we do that this week? Um, so this week... Let me see. Let me get let me get into the group. I think I ended up third or tied no, second. You are tied with me for second. Yeah. As is per usual, because yeah, you and yeah. I tend to jockey back and forth um, one over the other. Um, Joshua was the one who was number one this week, yeah. uh, but not by much, not by much, only by three points. Um, so, yeah. Is so- MD Mike? Or did Mike not get in on the college pick him? I didn't jump in on him. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't you know still can. Don't get, don't get me wrong. You still can. You're just, you just forfeit the points from week one. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll do it. You still this weekend, can. this weekend was kind of hectic. Um, so I didn't, I didn't get him in. I will sit down tomorrow That's morning. Fine. When That's I, fine. You can still, after I submit my story and I will get him done. Yeah, and if so, you're listening, this episode is going live on Friday and you still have time to get in for this Saturday's picks. Exactly. So all you have to do is just go to the ESPN fantasy section, go to the college pick them and just look for our hometown crowd podcast. And that is our group. It's a hometown is one word. Yep, it is one word. Um, there's no password or anything like that to get into it. So just yeah. So just come on in, make your picks make this a game so all right well let's jump into the nfl week three is behind us and let's start with no, Atlanta, let's chicago oh yes let's start there uh the <laughs> falcons big lead <laughs> but this time it was after the bears replaced i'm going he's so bad i'm going to give him his chosen name he is now mitchell trubisky to me um <laughs> they replaced mitchell trubisky with nick Foles at quarterback and chicago is now a surprising three and oh yeah i just holy shit, man! Um, I feel like I feel like it's because because of your accent. I feel like it's because of your Chicago thing. It's giving them that extra it, life. It's, it's all about the Bears, okay? The, the Bears. Bears, yes. Um, yeah, I just this is a team that I mean, let's face it, they've squandered a championship defense the three seasons prior. Uh, I wouldn't say they're the strongest uh, defensive team out there now. Um, offensively, they just are this, you know, inept group of uh, misfits led by, you know, a, a first round pick that only started one year of college football. Uh, and he did it in one of the most uh, friendly offenses. And that was at North Carolina. Um, and then, I mean, how bad do you have to be to get benched for Nick Foles? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been passed around like a joint the last two or three years, uh, you know. So, I mean, 
they're still paying him a shit ton of money, though. Like, yeah. he's getting paid a shit ton of money. Uh, and I guarantee you, uh, you know, if the Bears don't do something this year, that that entire front office and coaching staff is going to be cleared out. Uh, I, you know, Matt Nagy was brought in to kind of open up the offense, and he has done jack and shit, uh, you know, as far as that goes. And, I, you know, I could see Nick Foles putting him in to be that desperation move uh, to try and, you know, keep up with, you know, Green Bay and uh, Tampa and New Orleans and trying to fight for a, that, uh, you know, those wild card slots because the Bears aren't winning the North. I think we could all safely say they will not win the NFC North. I really think that's Green Bay's division. Um, you know, so... I just I couldn't believe that shit, man. The one thing there's two things you can count on in your life that we are all going to die and that the Atlanta Falcons will blow a 20 plus point. <laughs> Listen, I don't understand how that many grown adults can suddenly forget how to do their jobs. That was I last just- week. Uh, I feel I, like it's a little bit of this week, too. Yeah, it certainly is, Tim. I mean, you, you went from, from Mitchell uh, to, to Nick Foles, who hasn't played any meaningful fo- you know, meaning, you know, football that were, were the damn since, like, week three of last season, you know? Um, so it's just kind of like, uh, the fuck, man? Um, but trust me, nobody is getting the, the greatest joy out of watching this team just implode in that super expensive fucking stadium than me. Oh yeah. Trust me. It makes me so happy. I I really think uh, by week six, Atlanta's working on their interim coach uh, (laughs) because there's no fucking way uh, that that dude keeps his job much longer. There's no way. That game was 26 to 10 until about six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, and Nick Foles threw three touchdown passes in the final six minutes and 20 seconds. Why? <laughs> How do you think Nick Foles come in cold as fuck? Just like, man, I, I didn't even stretch today. Like he's because got because it's Atlanta. That's he's, why. Because it's a, Atlanta. He was pulling a Johnny Moxon on the sideline. Like he's reading War and Peace while he should be looking at his playbook. You know, like listen, he's got it ducked in there and he's just like. No, listen. I feel like we make so many jokes about Cleveland doing Cleveland things. I really feel like we need to start doing Atlanta doing Atlanta things because well, yeah, that is exactly yeah. what this is turning into. Um, yeah, um, I, I could go with that. I, I, I think the most telling stat of this game is that Mitchell Trubisky had a 45-yard run. Well, Good for I mean, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's... Uh, he's at- was, 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 was the defense a little preoccupied for a couple of minutes? It wasn't even for a touchdown. They caught him 45 <laughs> yards later. Yeah, I, it's just because Atlanta's defense forgot how to football again. 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 Yeah. Yes. So... Yeah, it was. Now, I will say one thing I did see, um, too, although I don't know, Tim, did you see a total of mask fines for this week? I know we've been talking about that. I actually have some some conversation about that coming up. I did not. Okay. Okay. Are we about Uh, to talk about the memo that went out? Yes. We'll talk about that when we get done talking about Tennessee in a little bit. Um, 
I, I feel like, you know, I've done my due diligence. I've been nice mm -hmm. to Heather. I have given her time to talk about things that aren't her team getting upset. Um, but it's time to talk about the Saints. I swear to God. Uh, the Saints fell to no, one I and two with know. a 37 to 30 loss to Green Bay. Breeze, uh. and the Ro Breeze and Rogers put up nearly identical numbers, but some are starting to question whether the Saints quarterback has it in him anymore. He was his average yards now is like 4.8. Yeah. 4.8. And this, I mean, this is essentially, I mean, this is, this is what the game was in a nutshell is that Alan Lazard. And I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but fuck it. That's what I'm calling him. Chewed up our offense. Like they were pieces of big chew gum and then spit it out on the field. And then our offense stepped all the fuck in it. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's. I, I mean, mean, now, now Kamara did. I mean, Kamara did his job. He had 197 yards from the scrimmage. He had two touchdowns, including the 52 yarder in the third quarter, and he had 139 receiving yards. Like the man did his job. He showed up and did what he was supposed to do. But Michael Thomas being gone is fucking us up. Yeah, hardcore. Um. I wouldn't even just say it's that it's your front office's inability to get a second receiver in there to take the heat off of Michael Thomas. That exactly. is, that is 100% on the GM and yeah. Sean Payton. Uh, yeah. Emmanuel Payton. Sanders has not fit into that offense as well as they hoped right off the bat. No, yeah. it's because yeah. it's, it's very, it's very, very different from a Mike Shanahan or a, excuse me, a Kyle Shanahan offense. Shanahan's offense is pretty simple. It's predicated on a lot of movement, but there's only 15 or 20 base packages with Peyton. You know, that thing's 10 times thicker, you know, because Peyton has to outthink everybody, um, you know, well, and, and, well, and go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, but I mean, I've said I'm going to say it again. Father time gets everybody and it mm -hmm. looks like he's gotten shot, uh, uh, Drew Brees. Um, yeah. And that's not a knock against Brees, man. The guy's been. He, he's going to go down, go down as an all-time great mm -hmm. uh, Super Bowl champ, uh, yep. NFL record holder. But the dude can't get it 10 yards down the field anymore. Yeah, that no, is, that, I agree. That is a problem. Well, you that, know? and not only that, our fucking defense thinking that collecting penalties is a thing because our, our, our defense had at least – three pass interference penalties yeah. that game for a, t for a total for the team had eight penalties for 83 yards. They were 10 sharp. They were 10 yards shy of leading the NFL in penalty yardage for the third straight week. Yeah. I mean, it, they have got to get their shit together. And that's the, that's the weird thing because it, it, the, over the last two seasons, New Orleans defense has gotten more disciplined and much better. And then you look at this season where they largely have a lot of the same personnel. There's there's a couple new guys and new faces, but for the most part, it's the same core group. But the guy. Yeah. But the guys making the penalties are is in that same core group. Yeah. And they yeah. fucking know better. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. They're playing sloppy on defense. The only person moving the ball at all is Kamara. Um, and let's face it, they're using him more as a safety blanket for Breeze because they uh, haven't had, honestly, they haven't had a decent tight end since fucking Jimmy Graham left. 
Yeah. Uh, um, no, big facts. No, you're absolutely you right. Know? So when you don't have that, that safety valve over the middle, uh, they're just going to flare Kamara out of the backfield and, yeah. you know, use him as an extra wideout, uh, especially with Thomas gone. So, yeah. I mean, they, uh, Peyton is going to have to do one of two things, honestly. He's going to either have to uh, adjust the offense as needed while Thomas is out and, and make it comfortable for Breeze and adjust the route trees so that Breeze doesn't have to push the ball down the field. Or you sit Breeze's ass on the bench and you put Hill in. Yeah. Do you well, go with now, Hill or do you go with Winston? No, you definitely no, do not go with Jameis. No, you go, do with, not go, you go with, with Winston. Uh-uh, nope. No, 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 no. Listen, I hate that the man is a saint. Okay, I hated him at Florida State. I hate the fact that he's fucking on our team. But that's never here nor there. Um, but, now, but now Thomas did return to practice this week, but he is on a very limited basis. Yeah. So it's still up in the air of if he's going to be there on Sunday or not, or if it's just going to be in a very limited capacity. Yeah, he's uh, currently not listed on the injury report. Exactly. The so, so yeah. So it's you know, it's it's I guess it's kind of a wait and see type thing. I really miss the fucking days where my biggest problem with the Saints was the O line because. The D-line has, hasn't been a problem for me for a long time. And I don't like it that it has switched on me. Yeah, I, I just, the New Orleans has got, Sean Payton has to sit down with himself mm-hmm. uh, and that coaching staff and, and make the decision. Well, and sit down with Drew Brees. Yeah. And I hate fucking saying that because I love, y'all know how yeah. much I love Drew yeah. Brees. But I mean, but, are but, you I going, mean, you're right. Are you going to at continue point, to play? Week, yeah. Yeah, at week, what, three in the season? And this is what it looks like? No. Yeah. That's not acceptable. Well, I mean, uh, you, one last thing, Tim, before we move yeah. on. Peyton has to, to really make that decision because if he doesn't, he's going to give up on the division to Tampa. Because right now it's just Tampa and New Orleans, and that's it. The Falcons are, are do nothing, and, and Carolina is going into this reset with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, so it, it's a two it's a two horse race in the NFC South. If you continue on with what you're doing, you're not you're dude. You you may get it's, one of it's the wild gonna cards. It's going to be Tampa. It's going to be Tampa all yeah. all the time. You know, all, all the you way. May, you may get one of the wild cards, maybe, uh, because you are playing in a weak division. Um, but oh, do you want to get smoked in the first round, or do you want to be competitive? So I mean, again, Peyton has to really sit down, make these decisions. And I'm interested to see what he does uh, during the rest of the season. And so, well, and so the last thing that I will say about that game is that to 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 Josh, I appreciate you not roasting the hell out of me afterwards and being an incredible, like a very gracious winner, which is something you're not known for. But I appreciate it. So thank you. All right. Uh, my final note is the Chiefs punished the Ravens on Monday night with Kansas City winning 34 to 20 in a matchup of what is considered the two best young quarterbacks in the league. And Baltimore just didn't look like Baltimore. No, no. Uh, Mahomes picked that defense apart. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City's defense, uh, shockingly, was stout all night. Right. Uh, really managed to frustrate. Lamar Jackson, um, you know, and I, you know what, you know what honestly bothered me most. It, this is a game between two young quarterbacks that are exciting and fun to watch, and we should be excited about that. 
And what did the fucking idiots on Twitter start coming out saying? See, I told you Lamar Jackson was overrated. Right, right. Okay. Mahomes has put up some stinkers in his short career because that's what happens. The NFL, yeah. the NFL is a brutal game. Not every game is going to be a gym, you know, and it's, a, you know, that Monday night game that just happened to be that night for Lamar. Yeah. Um, I would, it seems to keep happening against the Chiefs. He, you know, Lamar's 0-3 against Mahomes. Yeah, but this is a good, you know, the Chiefs are a good football team. Right. Um, you know, so they lost, but that doesn't take away from what Lamar Jackson did last season or what he's going to do in the future. I mean, uh, it but, does seem like they struggled to get the run game going at all. Um, you know, Lamar had 83 yards, but... Edwards had 39 on four carries. Ingram had 30 on seven carries. Dobbins had one carry for six yards. Yeah. See, I don't know what Harbaugh is doing there. Um, I am playing J.K. Dobbins heavily if I'm the head man mm-hmm. in Baltimore because yeah. I he know he have four catches for 38 yards. Yeah, but. That's what I'm saying. He is going to be better receiver out of the backfield than Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not taking away from Mark Ingram, but that's kind of the game they played in New Orleans when he was there on passing downs. It was always Kamara because Kamara is a better receiver out of the backfield. Um, But, you know, Mark Ingram has taken on like gladly taken on the role of the guy who he's going to do the most with the carries he gets, but he knows he's an old man for his position and he's going to gladly, you know, uh, I get, I I don't want to say talk up, but he's going to be there and be a good buddy to his backfield mate. You yeah. know, so why isn't Harbaugh budding it up Dobbins with, with Ingram? I, I don't know what the what the deal is there. And as exciting and electrifying as Lamar Jackson is with a football in his hand, it's the same thing I, I, I said last week about Cam Newton. You do not want him running that often. Um, granted, Lamar Jackson has learned how to slide. That is a good thing. Um, but he is your franchise. That is, that is the, the reigning NFL MVP. Um, you know, don't let him take the hit unnecessary hits. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I was surprised. Uh, I really thought Baltimore's defense would show up. Uh, they didn't, you know, Mahomes showed that, uh, you know, that he arguably is the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and for such a young quarterback, cause you know, that it's always a rough adjustment going from a, a more wide open spread offense in college as to when you get to the NFL, he's able to make very clean reads uh, he's able to make every throw and uh, he's such a good decision maker already. Like it's, it's nuts. You know, the sky is the limit for, for uh, Patrick Mahomes, man. Like that dude is going to, I wouldn't be surprised if he blows past, you know, breeze and Brady and everybody else when it comes to Super Bowl wins and yardage and completions and all that shit. Like the dude is just, he's phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I'm really lucky uh, to say that I got to watch Patrick Mahomes beat the shit out of, you know, whoever. Like, the dude's just that good. Well, well, and I just think it's really funny how just a year ago, or no, maybe not a year ago, Yeah, where where we were talking about, I think it was a year ago, where we were talking about where uh, Patrick Mahomes in college, we were like, meh, but he, he's one of the few... He's legitimately one of the few like 
amazing quarterbacks from the NCAA who went to the NFL and it translated and he yeah. just got, and it was just like, that was absolutely the next step. And it just upped his game and it took him to a whole other level. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like there was no learning curve with him. No, uh, none at all. He was just ready to play. And yeah, you know, I, I, you got to tip your hat to the chiefs, man. They won the super bowl and then they just kept that momentum going. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are finding ways to win. I think, uh, uh, Edwards Hilaire has been a great, great, outstanding, yep. yeah, outstanding addition. Like mm-hmm. they've got a focal point running back again. Uh, he needs to learn how to catch the ball a little better out of the backfield because that's a big part okay. of Casey's game. But I think but that, that'll come with more reps. It is his first season. Yeah, I think that'll come with more reps. Exactly. And it wasn't. It so. wasn't expected much out of him at LSU either. So. No, exactly. as, he, yeah. as he grows into the offense, uh, you know, that's going to be something else. That's just something that's another weapon, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in that arsenal. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised Kansas City won. I really thought Baltimore would have made a better game out of it. Yeah. But Baltimore yeah. was never really in that game. No. Uh, no. Bef- before we get to the news for this week, any other standout? performances from last week in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, totally homer it up. But Rex Burke had decided he was going to fucking show up and play some football. Uh, And I was very appreciative of that, uh, considering James White is still out because his father was murdered uh, two weeks ago. Um, You know, so, James, if you're listening, I know you're not, but I could always wish, um, you know, I I, yeah, you know, I, I. Sorry that, you know, your father, you lost your dad that way. Uh, I hope you take all the time in the world you can to spend time with your family and make sure things are all right before you even think about putting pads back on. Um, But, uh, you know, Cam Newton has been probably the pickup of the offseason for any team. Um, The dude just looks comfortable in that system. And uh, Vegas looked after looking really good for two weeks. They just looked like shit. So, yeah. James White did return to practice. Uh, you know what? That good. Uh, you know, if he's ready, I'm going to defer to him. Uh, but if he decided to sit out the season, I wouldn't blame him. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. And then um, Buffalo still Buffalo, man. Uh, I'm not, you know, I am a Pats fan, but I, I feel more strongly with my Buffalo pick every week coming out of the AFC East. That yeah. team, that team just looks good. Yeah. They look really good. And Josh Allen is at Josh Allen, the guy that two years ago I said should move to tight end, um, you know, is in the top five of every major passing category right now. So, so. Um, so uh, how does that uh, how does that crow pie taste? Uh, it tastes delicious. It's it's mm. totally worth it. Uh, is, I that, is it a little gamey? I feel like it's a little gamey. Yeah. Like, yeah. I put some barbecue sauce on it to help mm, choke it down. Okay. But, okay. you know, right. I mean. You can't you cannot be a good, you know, per, you can't you can't sit here and talk about sports without admitting when you were wrong. And I was way wrong about Josh Allen. Well, good for you. Uh, I do want to pose this question. How much of a leash does Dwayne Haskins have left? Uh, let's face it. New coaching staff, new front office. He's going to be gone at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, I think I think Arizona with Rosen really set a new standard. Um, you know, we drafted him in the in the first round with a high pick one year. Uh, new GM, new coaching staff. We sucked. Got another high round pick, you know, high pick in the first round. 
uh, we're going to go ahead and draft our quarterback in the future. So I, I think a lot of teams are like, you know what, fuck it. We will, you know, we bit the bullet on this one. Uh, you know, he wasn't picked as high as, as Murray or Rosen was, but I mean, Washington isn't going to be good for a while. They, yeah. they can afford to lose and move on and then hopefully draft another quarterback. So Washington uh, committed five turnovers against Cleveland this week. Yeah, so. but you know, you know what, man, that offensive line's garbage. And then having a, you know, this kid was in and out of the lineup last year. Like it just, the, I, I hate, I'd hate to see that happen to Dwayne Haskins. That dude has a lot of talent. I think with some good coaching, he could be a good quarterback. Uh, but that's right now. That's the issue is a lot of these teams, even when they're bad, are not very patient uh, with their rookies. So, um, you know, I, hopefully Dwayne, if he gets pushed out of Washington, can link up with a, another organization that will, uh, you know, coach him up and then give him another shot. All right. And my last shout out is to those Cleveland Browns. I'm going to be a homer for a second uh, for the first time for a since second? 2014. Really? Okay. For the first time since 2014, we are above 500. And for the first time since 2010, we have put up back-to-back games over 30 points. And I don't care that it was against Cincinnati and Washington. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We, you know what? In in these very trying times, we all need something to be proud of. We have a winning football team in Cleveland. (laughs) You know what? That's, you know what? I'll give you that. All right. I wrote that in my I wrote that in my article, Tim, uh, that the the Browns have not played a very robust schedule thus far. Um, And but they they have some things to feel good about. So, yeah. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But this week, the big news, Tennessee's game against Pittsburgh has been pushed back after the Titans were forced to shut down their facilities following several positive COVID-19 tests. No word on whether the game will be played this week. There's been talk about pushing it to Monday or Tuesday or if it'll lead to some reshuffling of the bye weeks. Yeah, I mean, how many bye weeks really are there at this? So so the one proposal I saw is that uh, it's like week eight or nine. Currently, um, Baltimore has a week nine bye. Pittsburgh has a week nine bye and Tennessee has a week eight bye. And in week eight, Pittsburgh and Baltimore play each other. So there's talk about possibly pushing that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game to week nine and putting the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game in when Tennessee was going to have their bye. Okay. I mean, it's a relatively simple switch, but that's the most recent talk I've heard. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on, you know, they said the tests were asymptomatic or the the personnel were asymptomatic, correct? To my knowledge, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then because of the the actual COVID rules, I think they said if you test positive, you have to you, you essentially have to quarantine for 10 or if you pass multiple tests, it's five uh, days. So I think it all depends on if these people, you know, how the testing goes. I can't remember exactly how the negotiated COVID deal went um, because it reads like a legal document does. Uh, it's very confusing to me. Uh, so, I mean. Get the game in if you can. Uh, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't ru- push it. it. It's it's not a 
uh, a division game. You right. know, this is Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Um, you know, so it sh- it wouldn't affect. Uh, I mean, it could affect playoff seating if everything's very close. But you know, I just don't think that this should be. If you can, if you can put it off to week nine, go ahead and do that. You know, yeah. um, don't don't rush it. Don't uh, expose any more people than you have to. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, when I saw that shit, I was like, well, here we go. Here we yeah. go. You know, now this it starts. Is, yep. This is in, where it starts. In, in the aftermath of this news, a memo went out to all teams threatening harsher punishments for noncompliance with the mask mandate. Until now, coaches had been hit with $100,000 fines while the teams were forced to pay a quarter of a million for violations. We talked about that in week one and two. Uh, but the memo is suggesting possible suspensions or forfeiture of draft picks for violations. Oh, yeah. Now, now, like NFL doubled the fuck down on this. Oh yeah, I mean the thing is, is let some coach not wear his fucking mask, um, and the 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 team loses a draft pick. Yeah, e- even if it's a third rounder. Oh fuck! It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. That mm-hmm. owner is gonna get a case of the ass real fucking quick. Well, I I feel like it's because because of the amount of money that these coaches make. What's a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. Like, it's nothing. It is nothing. So they have to go for something where it actually hurts them and hurts the organization. So, yeah, yeah, like, I I, I do feel like the NFL as a whole, as the collective, kind of got forced into it. Like, they forced their hand. Because you do have coaches that are just like, oh, fuck it. Like, they don't give a fuck. So, yeah, you know, like Steve Carroll, Gruden, uh, Belichick to a point. Like Peyton's not that great about it either. Yeah. Uh, so, it looked like, like, yeah. It looked like Sean Payton just drank the fucking down south Kool-Aid where he's like, man, this, this shit ain't real. And he's got like this piece of dental floss that he occasionally exactly. puts across. Exactly. His but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. doing it where it does affect you know, draft picks and suspensions. Uh, Sean Payton has already been suspended once. Yeah. From games. Yep. So like, and, and, and that season the Saints suffered because of it. And so, yeah, like that, I, I feel like, I feel like those coaches forced the NFL's hand on that. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's the thing. Goodell is, is probably the commissioner with the most power to punish out of out of the big four. Mm-hmm. And he and let's face it, he hasn't exactly been shy of using it, whether he's correct oh, or not. Wow. Yeah, um, no, but he definitely does wield that sword. Yeah. So why not fucking swing your dick around and let the you know, let the coaches know yeah. if you fuck this up for all of us, uh, you're going to there gonna are consequences. Yeah. yeah, there yeah. are consequences. So. So, yeah. So. Uh, so for me, like this is a good for the NFL, like, yeah. For standing your fucking ground on something. And I not still being don't understand. I still don't understand why people can't wear their masks when they're calling plays. I talk on a headset all day at work and I wear my mask half the time because I have people in my office and it's not that big a deal. You can still understand me and I don't have to talk up. Well, well but I feel like, too, like uh, in a lot of their headsets, their mics are right the fuck there. Right, right. In front of their mouth. Yeah. So like I, you know, like and and just in being in this, you know, COVID world of you have people that are like, oh, I can't understand you because there's like maybe two, three feet between you and talking. 
but there's a you have a mic literally mm-hmm. like less than five inches from your mouth. The mask yeah. is not going to make a difference in that yeah. short of distance. Well, like, why literally you lose nothing. Why don't you, why don't they just do like Mike Zimmer does? He wears that whole clear face guard. That Andy you know? Reid? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then he's got his, his mic underneath it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, if wearing that's the, the mask. Best, and that's the thing is I'm not even opposed to the face guard. Cause at yeah. least you've got fucking something. Yeah. And, and if you don't like the mask, just put the face guard on. Yeah, exactly. And and it it clips to his fucking hat bill. Like it's oh, not. No, there was listen. There was listen. And and look, let's be honest. Half the time, the coaches are trying to find ways to cover their mouth anyway. Exactly. That, well, and listen, there was a lady in the Safeway earlier this week who had the mask, like the the face guard, like around her neck, so the face guard went up. Like, oh. Yeah, it was a different approach, but still, like it works. You could do it. It's yeah. it's doable. So I, I yeah. just if if so, you know, sometimes at certain points it may be difficult to understand people, and you know what you do? You just ask them to repeat it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's or or you potentially speak slower and louder. And it gets the point across. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who, who do we who do we think is going to be the first one to face these new punishments? Uh, Pete Carroll. Oh, see, that was my pick. I'm, I'm going to say it's it's a three way tie between Peyton, Gruden, and Carroll. Yeah, because Carroll okay. Carroll even switched to the neck gator, Tim, and still yeah, and it, do it. like and it was like the Under Armour one, you know. So it's like you know that shit's paper thin. Yeah. And Still Listen, if Belichick can fucking do it, the rest of you assholes. To can be do fair, it. Belichick is wearing a three-year-old's face mask. Uh, he's still wearing it. <laughs> he's still doing it. Yeah. So if he can fucking do it, y'all can too. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into our quick picks of the week. And for the first time, we have a college football game on the agenda. Um, we are starting to run a little late, so I am going to be one minute per person. Don't uh, uh, Mac, I, don't, we'll... I, I don't know if you saw the uh, uh, debate last night. My president doesn't constrain himself to two minutes. I will not constrain myself to one. You will on this show, <laughs> sir. Uh, you are not Chris Wallace. <laughs> and I never pretended to. Uh, we'll start in college football with Auburn at Georgia. Georgia's a six and a half point favorite. Mac, go ahead. I don't care. Um, I, I hate SEC football. And, and yet we're still friends, but it's fine. I didn't say I hated you, Heather. I hate. I know. I know. I hate, and I appreciate that. I, I hate the edifice around SEC football. How everybody's like, I love Tennessee, but I love the SEC as well. That's a fucking cop out. You love your team and fuck the rest of the conference. Okay. Yeah. Like if the other fucking 13 schools in the Big Ten disappeared tomorrow, do you know how happy I would be? I would be overjoyed. <laughs> fuck the Big Ten, except Ohio State. All right. Yep. So with that being said, uh, Georgia's look kind of flat. Um, then again, Auburn's all I dude, uh, war damn Eagle go. Auburn. All right, Heather. Um, I actually went, I, I went with Auburn on this one because I did not like the way that Georgia was playing against Arkansas. Um, last weekend, uh, they did not look good. 
at least in the first quarter, the little bit that, that would come across the screen. And then I switched over. Um, and from what I was looking at, um, Malzahn was as, uh, was really talking, was really talking up Bo Nix saying that he looked a lot more comfortable, um, cause he's a first, you know, he's a sophomore this year and he's just playing a lot more like a veteran player would, and he's definitely taking on a more leadership role. And I think that Chad Morris's fingertips are all over that offense right now. And um, so I'm going to go with Auburn on this one. I wasn't really impressed with with Georgia this weekend. So I never am. (laughs) All right. Well, I took Georgia in this one. Um, I don't really have a particular reason, uh, but it is a home field game. We'll, we'll go with Georgia on this one. Uh, let's turn to what we are calling our game of the week. W E A K game of the week. Uh, in the NFL Jacksonville at Cincinnati, Cincinnati's a three point favorite in this one. This uh, is where we're this is where we are at. In Heather is guard is uh is trailer trash Baker Mayfield going to get the win or is it going to go to LSU legend Joe Burrow for his first victory? Fuck Baker Mayfield. I am going strictly with Joe Burrow because he is in a losing season right now, just like me. And so, and he is an LSU boy and I will always have his back and I love him. And so I'm going to go sensing. All right, Mac. Uh, I'm on the, I'm on the uh, Minshew mania train. So Give me Minshew or give me death. Um, and until our, our buddy Joe decides to grow a mustache or a sweet beard to go with that great head of hair of his, uh, I'm going to roll with uh, with Minshew. So let's go Jacksonville. All right. I figure that Joe Burrow is probably going to get his first win at some point in the season. Um, uh, Jacksonville seems like as good a place as any for that to happen. So I got Cincinnati. Um you mean for once, me and you agree on something? We agree. We agree. <gasps> wow. You need to mark uh, this somewhere. Heading out west to Las Vegas, where Buffalo comes to town as a three-point favorite against the Raiders. We'll start with Mac. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, after watching uh, the Raiders not be able to stop a running back at all last week, uh, Sony Michelle, who had forgotten how to football himself, the last year and a half decided to rip off 117 yards. Uh, Burkhead ran loose uh, an undrafted uh, pick uh, or undrafted rookie uh, that I had never heard of before the game uh, had another 42 yards on the ground. Uh, Devin Singletary and those running backs for Buffalo, as well as Josh Allen, uh, who is playing great football right now. Uh, I don't think they have a problem with Vegas and just dispatch them uh, by playing Buffalo football, which is heavy on the run. Uh, Allen will get some yards on the ground and he's, he's playing uh, trim, you know, but he's playing the quarterback position. Great. So I think this is Buffalo's game. All right, Heather. Um, I went opposite. I went with Vegas um, because one, they, they've already gotten one over on the saints for me, but again, they're also playing in Vegas. And I, I feel like just being in that new stadium, I think it gives them a little extra juice. So I went with Vegas. OK, uh, I've got Buffalo on this one. I think Buffalo's fi- fi- 
firing on all cylinders. Um, I'm, I'm going with Buffalo. Uh, Indianapolis is a two-point favorite as they head to Soldier Field to take on Dull Bears. Uh, Heather, who do you like? Um, I went with the Bears. Just to keep it up. Because clearly it's been working. So, I'm going to go with the Bears. Now, I would like to, to keep my Bears magic going. Um, they're still having a bit of a fight with their top receiver. Um, you've got a Nick Foles, uh, who's from everything I've heard is going to be the starter. Um, and let's face it, Nick Foles is good in small doses. Uh, he's not good over a pro a prolonged period of time. Um, and, uh, Indy's defense, it's not good. It's not bad. It's okay. Um, and uh, Chicago's defense really hasn't impressed me the way they did uh, last season and the season before. So uh, I think if you give Philip Rivers uh, an inch, he'll get a mile out of it. Uh, he's been, uh, what well, you know, if anything, he's a he's a top five or six quarterback, um, and I think he can he's going to outgun uh, Nick Foles. So give me Indy in this one. All right. I, too, went with Indy. I think Chicago shouldn't be a three and O team. Uh, they definitely should not be a four and O team. So let's stop that right there. I'll take the Colts. Uh, and our final matchup, uh, Cleveland, who enters at two and one, heads to Dallas, who is a four and a half point favorite def- despite underperforming through the first three weeks. Um Heather, what do you got? Um, I only made my pick because of my husband, because I really don't give a flying fuck about either of them. But that's usually how I will make a choice on something, because that's how literally how I got the score that I did on the ACT is I would just say, oh, A is for this person, B is for this person. So, which is not a good tactic. I don't recommend it. Um, but <laughs> I am going with Dallas on this one just because of my husband. So, all right. And Mac, I know you wrote a whole article about this one, but let's try to keep it to a minute. What's going to happen? Um, if the, if the Browns stick to run, 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 um, let Baker work off play action to get the ball, I mean, he's, he's he obviously has to throw better. He's got uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry there. Like he should have no issues breaking 200, 225 yards a game. He's only done that once this season, um, you know, but still you've got almost 500 combined yards between uh, or over 500 combined yards between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Um, you know, if they keep their defense off the field, uh, which Cleveland's defense isn't bad, uh, but they also haven't seen a group of playmakers at wide receiver the way, uh, you know, the way, uh, you know, they haven't seen that group uh, like the way Dallas has. Gallup really balled out last week. Amari Cooper is still a game breaker, you know, um, and C.D. Lamb is, is uh, you know, he's going to be another great receiver, um, you know, so if they can keep their defense off the field, that'll keep Dallas's offense off the field. You know, and that ties directly in 2.1, run, 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 run. And then two, force those turnovers. Dallas is very, very undisciplined with the football. Um, you know, they're at a minus three already, or excuse me, at a minus four. Cleveland's at a plus three. So if they can force some turnovers 
again, that'll keep their defense off the field, which keeps Dallas's offense off the field. Uh, and that, that is a recipe for winning because Dallas's defense isn't that good. Uh, they, they're like 24th in the NFL in rush defense. So uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland. Uh, I think Stefanski sticks to the plan, um, runs the football heavily. I don't think Dallas has the defense to stop Chubb. Uh, and granted, Kareem Hunt isn't getting a lot of carries, but the carries he's getting, he's doing something with them. So I'm going to go Cleveland. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm playing the home card. I got Cleveland here. Um, two weeks ago, we saw what Cleveland's offense was capable of when it was firing on all cylinders. Last week, we saw what the defense was capable of, albeit against a much lesser offensive opponent. Um, I think this week might be the time that it comes together. This is one of those games that I had as a toss-up coming into the season. It could go either way. Uh, Dallas has underperformed, and Cleveland has performed exactly as I kind of anticipated so far. Uh, so I've got Cleveland in this one. All right. What, what are our records at now, Tim? I, I just had that up uh, right now. Last week, going into the week, I was 7-1. and one. You and you guys were both tied at five and three. You both went three and one last week where I went two and two. So I am still in the lead at nine and three, but you guys have caught up. You guys are tied one game behind at eight and four. See, that's Ooh. not, that's not bad. We're, we're doing much better than we did at the beginning Way of last better. season. Guys. We Way have better. experience now. We have that year of experience Way under better. our belt. Very proud of yes. that. Yes, our, our prognostication is getting much better. And before we yes. wrap it up, guys, uh, the last score update I gave you from NBA Finals Game 1, the Heat were up by 8. They are now down by 20. Oh! Yeah. Are they going <laughs> to yeah. do, do Atlanta things? Uh, no, because these guys are actually good. Yeah. Yeah. And they remember uh, how to do their jobs. Yeah. Well, real quick, before we go, we do have a fantasy update. Only two undefeated teams remain, myself and generic team name Burza. I beat number one fan James. Heather fell to Josh in a close one. So in a close, close. one. I was so to, close. You, you needed like one more touchdown out of Mahomes. God, uh, so close. But you did fall to 0-3. Mac dropped... This week to Cheesehead Canuck Ryan, French Button Pushers led by James lost their first game of the season to Team Burza, while Harrison's the fantasy football team improved to two and one by beating Jarrett and Team No Luck. We'll see how this week plays out. Plays out particularly with the Tennessee Pit game being postponed. I was the nice guy and messaged my opponent. Uh, the Cheesehead Canuck because he had four starters who play for either Tennessee or Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I'm losing Derrick Henry this week, and I'm not happy about it. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite butthurt uh, because Henry, although he didn't have bad weeks the first two weeks, he didn't score a touchdown. He, it seems like they kind of played Tannenhill, played off Tannenhill a little more. But last week, the dude just decided he was going to do Derrick Henry things and run over everybody and scored twice. So uh, once again, I'm fucked. Uh, I'm getting ready to just uh, trade everything on my fantasy football teams as I threaten every year around week four. Mm -hmm. right, I never right. I never do it. But I'm, I'm but it's just I, that time. That's where I, we are in the season. Yeah, I've got the boo boo lip right now. So um, I'm going to be very curious to see whether Heather or James gets their first win first. <laughs> 
Um, right now, projections have James winning, but that's because Josh has Ryan Tannehill starting, and that plays a difference. Yeah, um, listen, he'll probably need to put in either one. Uh, will Bridgewater. Just, either one will just will be very exciting. Okay, and right. I expect a full celebration for either one of us, but especially absolutely. Me. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. You can find us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get in the conversation at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Hometown Crowd Pod. You can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. And if you're an Apple listener, drop us a review and we will read it on the air. You can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Check out 910 Comedy on Facebook and check out our sister shows, That's Just My Face, Marital Tiffs, and Dead Girls Talking. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the Hometown crowd everybody in this time of covid take care of your mental health and that means don't watch the rest of the debates you're yep. only going to want none of them yourself. Yeah. none of them yep and also to get your clothes out of your dryer i don't know who needs to hear that but or at least to attack me in this way well i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying or get it out of the wash because it's going to start to smell moldy so Next, you're going to tell me I need to take pick, uh, pick up the pile of clean clothes off the floor and actually fold them and put them away. No, that's next week. But, okay. I mean, go ahead. But, I, like I said, I don't know who needs to hear that, but just go do that. Okay. All right. Have a good night. <laughs>